Hello and welcome to Running Inside Out Podcast, where we talk about the races we ran in, the races we're not in, and getting outside to see what's going on inside the Rochester running scene. In this episode, Mark Streb sprints in to uh, the studio to quickly tell us some of his uh, favorite running stories. One that I'm particularly interested in and hearing again is his uh, run at the 2018 Chase Corporate Challenge. Uh, maybe he'll maybe he'll want to recount that for us. I'm not sure. Uh, that's because it, it was actually the first time that I actually met and talked with Mark about about running. Um, also, it's it's a pretty exciting tale, and for me, it is at least as an as a as somebody hearing it. Um, but hopefully we'll get into some other stuff like uh, what got Mark moving so fast, uh, where he's from, where he's going, and uh, some things he does in uh, my less frequent uh, traveled areas of the Rochester running community. So with that, let's get into the trails, training, food, friends, and yes, even feelings of runners just like you. So, hey, like that? It's professional, Mark. I do like that. Professional grade. Um, so, yeah, sir, uh, we um, this will be interesting because we have chatted a few times about running. And uh, just before we even started recording, I learned a whole bunch. So um, it'll be pretty uh, pretty exciting for me to learn about some, like I said, some of those parts of the running community that I've heard about and I've seen but not really been fully in. Um, so yeah, why don't we, uh, let's, a, a brief intro of yourself. Yeah, um, sure. and then we're going to talk about that corporate challenge cause yeah. I'm going to get it out of you. So sure. Sure. Uh, well I'm uh, born and raised in the Rochester area. Never really left. Um, I grew up in Brockport. Okay. Uh, West side. West Life. side. Yes. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, I went to Brockport, uh, high school and, uh, went to Geneseo for college. Okay. After that. And um, I started uh, working at the University of Rochester after, um, after college and, uh, you know, kept sticking around uh, mm -hmm. and, and still haven't left to this day. And um, now work at Rochester Regional where I eventually met you. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and um, so, so, yeah, I love Rochester, love the place, love the community, um, love the running community here, know a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, and, um, you know, started running at a very young age. Uh, I, was, I was 12. When 12. I started. You know yeah. the day, right? Yeah, 12. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Yep. Yeah. Was there, is there a specific trigger to, you know, the day that you ran? Do you know it? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, I was a lazy, I was a lazy kid, uh, prior to 12. Okay. I mean, you had, you had 11 and a half years of being lazy <laughs> yeah. and then, <laughs> and, uh, and you know, so my parents got to the point where they said, we don't care what you do from the hours of three to 6 PM. Just do something. You yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, so my older brother, uh, was on the track team and, uh, at the time he was actually, um, he just started running. He was a shot putter who then became a runner. That's uh, a transition. It was, he, he actually became a runner, um, because he actually he back talked the distance running coach, <laughs> he he made this claim that distance runners were weak, and uh, she said if you think that way, the next meet we're gonna have you run the two mile, uh, and so so that's what he ended up doing, um, and he did horribly. 
horribly. Um, carrying that giant <laughs> shot around. Yeah. It's hard to run with that thing. <laughs> and uh, But she told him he did well. Okay. Uh, so And he really believed it. Uh, so he started doing more and more distance events at meets and, you know, and he would go up to the official at a track meet and say, um, you know, I, I got to go over to the two mile, you know, I got to, I got to, you know, I'll do my last throw later, uh, which is a, as an official, like it, it's a real head turner. You know, you don't mm-hmm. see too many shot putters say, uh, wow. Hey, I got to go run the two mile. Give me a minute. Um, give me, give me about uh, <laughs> 15 minutes. I'll be right back. Yeah. Yeah. And so he he started running and actually he took off with it. He dropped throwing altogether and became a runner. Uh, and around that time was when you know my parents kind of gave me that ultimatum and and uh, so I said, well, what does my older brother do? And and you know I I was like, I'll give it a shot. I never really had any hand eye coordination, so I pretty much ruled out anything else, shot putting so, <laughs> or baseball or basketball. I was not going to make any of those teams, at least you know what I thought at the time. So I gave it a shot. Uh, yeah, and. And uh, I actually I did start running at 12, and this was before I could even get on a team. Uh, and I just started running a few days a week um, on my own. Uh, and, you know, and, and it just started out a mile or two. I didn't really know what I was doing. Uh, and, you know, I, my brother gave me a little bit of guidance, but he had just started as well. You know? Yeah, so that so that's and so you you were like, oh, can I run with you? Is that what you asked him? Yeah, and yeah. he was like, sure, little brother. Yeah, and, and I don't he, know any big brothers that often do that. Sure, little brother, come tag along with me. He's five years older than me, and he, I tagged along to pretty much everything uh, with him. So that was one of the things that he uh, he was actually welcoming of that, uh, and and you know was excited that I was into it. All right. Um, you know, so so I, I kind of the next year came and um, I went out for uh, the cross country team and I was on modified and, uh, you know, I did OK there. I was getting my bearings. I still was, you know, not sure about it. And then um, at that age, they didn't have they didn't have a modified track team. So an indoor track, I I actually tried out for the JV team. They had me pass these. um physical tests as a middle schooler to move up to <laughs> <laughs> checking your vitamin D levels and stuff. Yeah. They, they, well, they had these weird metrics too. You'd have to, um, one of the things was you had to do a standing broad jump of like seven feet. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you know, and that was like, they said, okay, if you're 12 and you can do that, we'll allow you to, and they have these other requirements for pull-ups and all these things. I could run pretty well. So mm-hmm. the, the person you know, per, you know, administering the test at the time, I think let a few things slide because I was a little, <laughs> was a little shy in some of the requirements. It's pretty interesting <laughs> that you have such, you have such like, you went, um, you know, not like, oh, we used to run around the neighborhood chasing each other, playing tag. You went right to like, I want to be a member of a team. I'm going through yeah. these requirements. I'm, you know, signing forms, you know, yeah. you went right to like formal racing. I went from like lazy, yeah, lazy couch potato kid to like formal racing in a very short period of time. Yeah, uh, and it was all pretty much on a ultimatum that my parents gave me. Well, good, good. So more, you don't know any of the Nintendo cheat codes from the no. from the nineties anymore. In you? fact, I I was just talking about this the other day. I I used to love video games at that age, and then mm-hmm. I think at a certain point I, I hit like yeah, like twelve, thirteen. I just said, eh. Right, you know, and I, and I just I haven't like picked up a video game since. Ooh. 
yeah. pretty much. I mean, I occasionally would if it, socially, if someone else is playing, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll hop in, but I, I don't even know today's video game systems. I'm like way behind on all of that. I, I think the last system I really played was like Nintendo 64. Yeah. You know? Okay. A little golden eye, maybe a yeah. little golden eye. All yeah. right. I get it. Um, so yeah, you went right from that to, to racing. And so where, where I wanted to start was let's talk about a, a race yeah. and then we'll, we'll yeah. bounce around in a little bit, but, um, I first noticed I was I was sitting at work and and the corporate challenge happened and I was looking through the results and I saw Mark Streb, huh? I know that name. That's that guy right down the hall. <laughs> so we started a few weeks before that. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I hadn't started much before that even. So, uh, what was it, it was like? Oh wait, yeah, this is a huge company. Lots of people are going to be running here. Um, and the corporate challenge team, I, I know at, at URMC there was one and I wasn't really plugged into it. Um, yeah. and I was kind of like, wow, you know, there's, there's this huge company, you know, and, and I, I see that they had posted sometimes, but I didn't even know that they had a team. Like yeah. at, when I worked at Thomson Reuters, I ran the corporate challenge every year. Um, but I just something, you know, maybe cause I was new or changing or something. So it just kind of breezed right by me, Yeah. but you got plugged in right away. And that, I think that's, um, again, part of your, I want to race thing, right? Yeah. 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 And, and actually when I was at the university, I, I ran the corporate challenge pretty much every year. Mm-hmm. Um, at two of the years I actually went to the world championships uh, for it. Yeah. That, when you told me that it kind of like, it, it kind of, I don't know. There's that phrase blew my mind, but I was like, wait a minute. That's right. Cause if you get five really fast people, you can win. <laughs> it's four. Actually four. It's four. Yeah. It's yeah. Four. So, all right. So let's, uh, let's talk about this. Well, yeah, let's talk about those URMC races. So you yeah. said that you had gone to Berlin for one, right? Uh, it was Frankfurt. Frankfurt, Frankfurt for one. And then, uh, San Francisco. Right. Yeah. So how does that, how does that happen? How do you get five, four really fast people? Cause there's the co-ed and then there's the, the, the male and then the, the female, right. And you can have three different teams and you got to put all the scoring in yeah. after the fact and yeah. there's all the strategy and stuff. But do you set out and say, look, we're four really fast people. We're going to go win this thing. Or do you, I mean, do you train together? What, how did it work for you at URMC? Well, the funny thing is the first year it just kind of, it's kind of happened. There is <laughs> you know, four people that just ended up showing up. And like you said, there's so many employees. Um, and I didn't even, I didn't, at that time I didn't really fully understand the team scoring. And then mm-hmm. I just ran the race, you know, and, and then run as fast as you can. Yeah. And then afterwards they kind of let me know, Oh, we're, Hey, we're submitting this team and you know, our, the team captain for, um, the university, you know, looked at it, the results and said, here's what I think is the best. And it was a, it was a co-ed team. Uh, and she put that forth and I, and I, kind of didn't fully understand what was going on. And then, then I had a coworker who was on that team with me, who I knew who explained everything. And he had been before to previous championships. Uh, and I said, wow, we actually, that year, that first year, uh, our team was a co-ed team that we put forth, but of all teams, men, women, uh, co-ed, uh, we were second overall when you, when you even smushed them all together. Wow. So, and we, we weren't too far out of beating the first all men's team. Uh, so we, we had a really good yeah, powerhouse of a, of a team that year. And, 
and uh so i thought this is awesome uh you know and and they they don't actually announce where you're going for the championship until we ran the race in june so you, you didn't know until january is when you found out whoa so oh because the whole the series has to finish right whole series got to go and then they announce where the next year's championship will be and the, the previous year's series is what qualifies you for the next year's championship race mm-hmm. uh and then i said san francisco i'd never been um and so i was excited about that yeah. uh, chase pace for the whole thing you you know you fly out they fly out um they wine and dine you it's, it's a blast um and the race is like the uh, it's the coolest thing um super fast huh yeah yeah and we, we it started and finished right at the um san francisco giants stadium uh which was wild yeah i mean well you get all the, you can accommodate the parking lot and all the people and everything right yeah but yeah. but that had to be pretty cool i mean we run i run the medved father's day als 5k here and it's cool to be at red wing stadium yeah. you know so yeah, being at Giant Stadium is pretty crazy. And even before the race, they actually they um, where you got ready before the race, they took you up to this kind of um, lounge that was for owners and coaches and players, and it was this big fancy thing. It, I would never be able to step foot in something like that ever again. <laughs> yeah, considering you don't have any hand-eye coordination. Yeah. <laughs> And it was like it was really cool. So the actual players, like this, is where they like hung out. I think like after games or whatever. Neat. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so that w- that was your first year going to San Francisco. Yeah. All right. So you got warmed up before you went over to Europe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now, okay. So you do that. How how did you do in that race? Was it like, was it um big race? You know, kind of fever, and you ran your fastest, and the team was geared up, or was it like celebration alley? It was it was more celebration. I yeah. think once we got there, part of us were like, "All right, so there's there's teams from all over the world. Some of them are exceptionally good. Some of them are some of the cities don't put as much emphasis on it. And some of them are mm-hmm. we were somewhere in the middle, you know. Mm-hmm. So so we kind of took the approach of like this is a vacation. We earned it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. And that's so like, we were partying the night before, and yeah, yeah, that seems fine. And you're just yeah. running three and a half miles, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's easy. Um, and then, so you do it again next year, you get everybody together, you get the band back together. Was it a similar team that went? Well, actually, we had a gap year, because the way they work it, the next year, you're actually not eligible to, you take those people who were in that year's, like, that ran the championship that year, and whatever the local races where those people are, can run it, but they're ineligible for team scoring. You oh, have, like, a gap year. You can't, you can't have ringers. Yeah, so. yeah, because <laughs> oh. they, they don't want to, like have a, I guess, a monopoly over. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. I want to give other, I think, organizations a chance because yeah. there's certain ones. That makes that, sense. Yeah. yeah. And that makes absolute sense, I, I guess. But if you got, uh, if you got two healthcare organizations and people are <laughs> changing jobs, you might get another chance. Huh? That's right. And, okay. Uh, so we had a gap year and then we had another, we had, the next year I was eligible again to. Okay. To win. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, so that that year, um, same thing, co-ed team again, it ended up being. Uh, and uh, I ran a little slower that year. I was working on my master's degree that year. I was running a little bit less, um, but we still qualified. Um, so it was a little bit different of a group of people. Yeah. Uh, we had the, the other guy, was a, he was a younger guy that just started working there. 
Whereas a year before, uh, it was actually a guy at the time who was 58, 59. Uh, and he was, so he was an older runner, still incredibly fast. Um, wow. Local guy, Charlie Andrews. Okay. Uh, and uh, so he was actually, he was, he finished just behind the younger guy that qualified for the, the year we went to uh, Frankfurt. And, uh, and, and he was, he was offering bribes out to us for whoever <laughs> is going to give up our seat, you know, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Especially cause that young kid probably just elbowed him in the shoot, you yeah. know, and got in front of him. Yeah. yeah. All right. So now it's, it's Frankfurt. That's a, yeah. that's a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> now Frankfurt was wild. Is it? Isn't I remember one of the years I ran it. Wasn't it true that Rochester was the city of one of the championships <laughs> when when Greta Weitz was here? Right. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. I mean, I love I love our city, um, and I can imagine people from all over the world coming here. But imagine being the Rochester team. Like you got this conflict, right? You win a trip to the championships. Yes. Yes. To Rochester, <laughs> the uh, the the guy who I was talking about before, Charlie. Yeah. He actually the year he U of R had a team that that won, uh, and and was actually in the Rochester World Championships that year. And it, he he described being so let down when they they announced <laughs> it was Rochester. Oh, you know? well, you got to be conflicted. I mean, you're the host city. That's got to yeah. be some pride. Yeah, and it was the RIT course. Um, but yeah, you're not going on that all expenses paid trip, you know, or anything like that. But entertainingly enough, actually, he he still made them uh, pay for a hotel room. For oh, him. he's yeah. like, I don't want to clean my house for a week. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stay here. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to go shopping. You know. Yeah, yeah. That's you've earned it. Yeah. So so Frankfurt, how was that? Was it like? I mean, that's a big deal. Did you bring? Did you bring people on the trip with you? Was it like, hey, I'm getting an all expense paid trip. You can stay in a hotel room with me. How's that all work? Oh, it was awesome. We, we had a blast actually. And that year we um, we did convince work to give us like a little bit of extra funds to you know yeah to hang you, out for a little while longer. You're representing you're representing the university oh, yeah. in in Germany. And yeah. And it was it was awesome, uh, you know the the whole San Francisco. I I had never actually been out of the continental United States besides Canada, and I, I don't really view that as counting, uh, you know. So so when I went to Frankfurt, it was like culture shock for me. I mean, it was you know it was just so cool um, and so different, mm-hmm. um, you know. And and trying to find your way was a little bit more challenging when you got there because you pretty much, you got to the airport and you just you're there and you got to figure your way to yeah. you know, your hotel. And um, I had never actually done something like that in another country. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And how do you, how do you keep up your running and then you're, you know, plan for a trip and, you know, get in the headspace of I'm running an international race. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it was a 12 hour flight too. So there was that to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. the kind of the jet lagness. I, we got in at like 10 AM their time and I went right to sleep, right. You know, was, which was weird. You know, yeah. so didn't sleep at all on the flight. Yeah. Um, and so so to put a little context around this, these these times that you're running in the corporate challenge, um, you're running sub twenty minutes for most of these, right? For yeah. three point five miles. You're running nineteen somewhere around there. Yeah. 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 So I, I think my best corporate challenge time is maybe twenty four. So I don't get any trips to Frankfurt. <laughs> or San Francisco, <laughs> but I do get, I do, uh, I do get an all expenses paid trip to RIT, 
you know. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> Got free parking, stuff like that. Um, so, all right. So let's talk about 2018 then, because yeah. now this is your first race at your new company. Yeah. And and I said, hey, I saw your name in fifth place, and I was like, that was pretty good. And that's when you're like, well, you know, there's these these other times when I went and did all this, but fifth pl- fifth place was just like to me seeing 520 a mile and fifth place I was like wow that's that's pretty fast yeah and then I said but wait a minute fourth place right so you are 1890 or 1840 yeah fourth place is 1839 I'm, I'm sort of going right to the end of the story here but there's a reason third place is 1837 second place is 1836 yeah you're four seconds out of second place and then Matt Wilbur blew everybody, everybody out of the water by 15 seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Just way ahead, way ahead. Um, but you're f- four seconds. There's, and then uh fifth place behind you was for 1844. Yeah. So from 1836 to 1840, there's four of you. Yeah. What the heck? It was, it was crazy. I, this year I ran the race. Um, I knew, Rochester Regional wasn't going to be eligible to win a, a team category because I just looked at I was the people who I knew that worked there that were fast and their different statuses because this is a, the gap year I was talking about. Uh, one of the guys that finished right behind me, Brett Smith, who I know very well, Rochester Regional employee, uh, works over at Unity. Um, he wasn't eligible because he ran actually in the World Championships this calendar year. So, um you know, and and there's a, a couple other people that I knew weren't running that year. So I, I said, well, what I'm going to do is I'm going to run the race because it was a new course this year. I don't mm-hmm. know if you knew they moved, they yeah. moved it. Yeah. So, so I'm going to run the race so I can get a feel for the course so that for next year we can really go after it, you know, and, and try the team, team thing again. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the course starts out like, you know, right next to frontier field mm-hmm. and, uh, I made the mistake of uh, this one thing I learned for next year. I went into frontier field before the race. Mm. And uh, so they said, all right, we can go to the starting line now, you know, and, and they funneled people out like in the, in this little narrow, like fenced off passageway. And I'm like thousands of people behind where the front of the oh. race is. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they like wouldn't let me up, you know? So but don't you get like, you get the colored bib yeah. and, but nobody would let you through. I asked there. all these people, and they said, "No, you can't like cheat the." And I'm like, "I," but I'm like, "I need to be," you know. <laughs> yeah, you get the bib that says you start up in this corral. That's yeah. on purpose. Yeah, that's not cheating. So I had to like fight my way through people, pretty much. I had to really just you know kind of shove my way up there. I felt bad about it, but I, I was like, I need to get you mm-hmm. know. And so I started like wading through all these people, and I got up there like just in time uh, before I think like as they were you know uh, probably. 30 45 seconds from starting you know okay so time to time to like calm yourself back down now yeah yeah because because you're you want to be at the white line not at the other white line right in the back and and the thing i found out that other people did that were up front that i should have done was they 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 didn't go into frontier field at all before the race they they just you know parked somewhere and then approached the race from the front which is what i should have done yeah and uh so you know, race starts and, and that race is one, or especially you get a lot of people who are newer, don't run a lot. And it's just mm-hmm. kind of chaos at the start that there's these mm-hmm. random people that just run 
really mm-hmm. fast at this time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you're running a five twenty. You're you're running really fast. And there's people for that first like eight hundred meters <laughs> who have no business running that fast. We'll try and run faster than that. You well, know? you want to lead the race for a little while. Yeah, get I in mean... the DNC and yeah. <laughs> get in the photo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh so you know, you gotta kinda let those people go. Mm-hmm. Uh and so even after those people kind of subsided, the pace was still really pretty hot up front. Uh, you know, there was a group of probably about 10 to 15 people who I still just was let let go. You know, I just said I'm going to – I I wear – some people just kind of a – people have varying opinions on it. I like to wear a GPS watch when I race and that, you know, a lot of the purists or people that, you know, they don't wear a watch when mm-hmm. they race. Run by feel. Yeah, yeah. run by feel. I like the I like the data. I'm a nerd, mm. um, you know. So I could see in real time what pace I was going, and I backed off because I I knew where I was at, you know, and, and where my fitness was. So I I hung right around that five fifteen to five twenty mm. area, um, and kind of let those people go. Uh, and you go out you go out under the inner loop, which went how often do you get to run in the inner loop? Never. Yeah. Right outside of here, uh, and and it kind of is like a gradual uphill yeah on the way on the way out um and then you know it, the it's a basically an out and back is basically what the course was um and so i gradually start bringing a, a couple of those people back from up front and they they start to start to gradually fade back and it, and at the point we we're about ready to turn around which was we got up to uh you go off the ramp uh at east main and then you make a left and you go back on and go the other direction on the inner loop. And uh, at, at about that point, I started picking off more people. And I, I think probably at, after we went on the exit ramp and like things started going back downhill, which I'm taller, I'm a, I'm a taller runner. I, I tend to do well on the downhills. I really lean into them and, and I, I have a big stride. I, I, I tend to like downhills. Um, I started eating up ground on some people and and I think at about the two mile mark, maybe I was in ninth or so, ninth or tenth. So you let a lot of people go out faster than you. Yeah. I still had a good chunk of people. And, uh, so, so, you know, at this point I'm thinking I gotta, I gotta time a move. I'm, I'm feeling pretty well at this point. I'm not, I'm not feeling tapped out or gassed at this point. I'm feeling pretty good. But I said I got a time of move because some of these people are going to start to come back. Um, but if I if I try to catch them too soon, uh, I could I could put myself into the well and I could t- I could start to fade. Um, if I go too late, you know, then then I might not catch the people I'm looking to catch. Um, and that Matt Wilbur, he was way up there, but I I was looking at the rest of them. There's just a cluster of people, and I'm like I I think I could kind of get that that group. So yeah, as long as you catch the back of them, then you can start running with them, right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I've always been, um, I've kind of transitioned into being into longer distances. But my my roots and my bread and my butter was always the eight hundred and the mile. So I was I was really banking on having <laughs> some muscle memory. <laughs> so so I said I'm gonna wait till it's three and a half mile race. I'm gonna wait till three. That's when I'm gonna wait. And. Uh, at th- at three, that group was a little bit closer, but then I I like just turned it on. I went for a run. I, th- I think it was like a five. I think it was like five twenty, 
five eighteen somewhere around there were the first two splits. The third mile was a little faster, like five fifteen or so, uh, and then that last half mile I really turned it on, uh, and the whole goal was to try and catch mm-hmm. anybody that I could at that point. <laughs> right, and uh, they had just a little bit more than I thought, and I maybe should have started moving, and I had a little bit too much left at the end. I should have started moving maybe a quarter mile sooner. Yeah. Um, but right down that stretch going to frontier field and back to the finish, I, I was very close just as you pointed yeah, out second, uh, four seconds between four, the top, the top five people, you know, and, and uh, what if the course was say a hundred yards longer? I think I could have got second if it was. Yeah. I, yeah. I, th- I think so. I, you know, I was, I was running uh, that last half mile about four fifty two pace and picking up. So I was, you know, I still like at the end of the race, I felt like I had something left, yeah, you know, just, just ran out of room instead of ran out of gas. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. yeah. <laughs> I don't even know. I, like that experience is, is, um, very foreign to me. So I, when I heard it, I was like, I just, you know, I was like, other people need to hear this too. Do you feel good about that? Do you feel good about that fifth place? Yeah. I feel, I've, I felt good about it. I was, I obviously would have liked to finish a little higher. Um, but I, I was happy I learned a lot mm-hmm. this year, you know, so that for next year mm-hmm. I'd be able to use the, some of the little lessons I learned about the course, about some of the logistics and, and about timing things uh, so that hopefully we can, I, I would like to win mm-hmm. as a, as a, as a organization. That would be awesome. When uh, your other races, when you did, when the teams did win, is this your highest individual placing fifth place or have you placed higher? This is actually my highest individual placing. Yeah, so yeah. that's that's pretty good. Yeah, you know, yeah. fifth place, in a, in a slow year I on think a new course. To that, it was like eighth or ninth. <laughs> wow, a, that's good. Yeah. So this racing thing, we said it, it kind of came natural to you, and one of the things you mentioned to me earlier was um, roadkill racing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's cr- like cross country. That's like grass, right? We do cross country. We do road races. We do it all. Yeah. We do yeah, we do everything. So and uh so I know a little bit about that, but um why don't you give me the give me the Fs and Bs of uh roadkill. Yeah, yeah. It was um so a few years out of college, um I I was I was running with the Genesee Valley Harriers for a, a little bit on and off and um it, you know, that that was good, but it wasn't quite the it wasn't quite the right fit for me. I was I was looking for something like a little bit different and it and I think at that point I was looking as well for not just a, a group of for running, but I think a more of a social group as well too. Mm-hmm. So, um, uh, you know, around that time it was, um, uh, I had a friend, uh, Dave Rapier who was running for them, uh, another local runner. Uh, and he suggested, Hey, why don't you, you know, why don't you come out and check this out? Uh, and, so I, I went to a couple like team events and stuff like that, and and pretty much the whole the whole model of roadkill is that we're a group that, you know, we do get together and run, we do get together and train. Um, it's not hyper organized, you know. It's it, we kind of design it around people who are working professionals that have families that have that have all these things going on. So it's not meant to be hyper intense, but. Um, it's kind of a network of people that, you know, if you're part of roadkill, here's X number of people that you can reach out to if you want somebody to run with on a given day. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But they, but roadkill is 
relatively fast too. I mean, there's some fasties in there. Yeah, and maybe it's, maybe fast old dads, but there's still some fast people. Yeah, and you, and you get a range. You you get people that are on the front end. You get people in the middle, and you get people all the way in the back too. That uh, we have we have just this wide spectrum. We always like to say we, we literally will take um, anybody who's interested. You know. Now is it? <laughs> I, I I get that it's more of a um, more of a suburban group than a than like a city-based group yeah yeah like it's it's west side right it's burgeon spread out there's burgeon we got people we got people too like further south too there's Mm -hmm. yeah it's kind of it's a hodgepodge of people it's really random and it's uh it's uh beer and glory right is that that's the deal (laughs) yeah And, and that's uh after most races you'll find us uh you know with with some genesee beer uh, after, after it, most races, keep it local. <laughs> yep. And, um, I was saying, I noticed that you had run a bunch of the peak Lavin races. That's kind of like yeah. roadkill. That's where those are roadkill, like gathering events, right? Yeah. We, we put a big emphasis on that. We really encourage people to, to run that whole series. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's a fun, it's a, it's a, it's a fun series. Um, there are, you know, obviously some team scoring aspects to it, uh, that, that are good too. And, and, and chances to win a little bit of prize money, which helps the club. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but mostly there's just a blast. I mean, it's a great series. They, they kind of, uh, do a little like, you know, Buffalo, Rochester, Syracuse roadshow, you know, or even there's, they've gone down to Watkins Glen. So even further down, mm-hmm. you know, uh, in the Finger Lakes too. Um, so it's really, it's really pretty cool. Uh, the courses are all different. Some of them are flatter, easier, less technical, and suitable to certain types of runners. And then some of them are hyper technical, hilly, complicated, difficult courses. So, like, like what would be one of those? Uh, there's the one in Watkins Glen is is very challenging. Okay. Uh, and it's just a lot of uphill, a lot of turns, a lot of trails. Uh, you know, and trails that aren't very well groomed. Okay. You know? Um, but then on the contrast, we've raced at Genesee Valley Park, which is right kind of gentle rolling hills, but mm-hmm. pretty well groomed. Little river walk and yeah, yeah. nothing crazy. Yeah. yeah. So so there's a little bit of both. Yeah. Um, and and I guess what when I think of it, um, when I think of the the peak Lavin thing, I I really do think of that as racing, like yeah. That's yeah. that, and there's teams. There's all the different teams, and there there is the traditional cross country. It's like, it's like high school cross country, but for old people, yeah. right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, that's that's what I'm thinking of it as. If the young kids show up, like, hmm, I, I feel like, I feel like you need to have some injuries and some family obligations and bills to pay, <laughs> and then you could run peak lab. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's pretty much what it is. You rarely see anybody under the age of, I'd say like twenty five is a cutoff. Okay. You know, like you don't see anybody too, too much younger than yeah. that. It's not a literal cutoff, but it you know. Yeah, a general cutoff. Yeah, and and the under twenty five yeah. people, we we do need more of those in the trail running yeah. world. But that's that's I guess what I think of it as, and and I, I you know I haven't seen much of it, but that's that's my initial impressions of it. Yeah. yeah. So um, so roadkill. Is uh is that been a big thing for you since you've transitioned into your professional life? Yeah, absolutely. It, um, you know, it's it's been one of those clubs that has been a good way to balance, you know, running and, and life and everything else that I got going on, uh, and, and work 
you know, and, and I've gone back and got another degree. So another degree. Yeah. So that makes three, uh, two. So okay. the, the bachelor's and the master's. So, uh, you know, and I was part of the club while I was getting my master's degree and only had time to run three miles a day, you know, as mm-hmm. I was working full time at the, you know, so, mm-hmm. um, I went through a period where, you know, that was pretty much all I could do, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, um, but you know, w- the club doesn't really care. We don't have certain standards on you need to be running this fast or this much. If you want to do it and you like running and you want to be a part of it, you know, mm-hmm. you're, you're welcome to join, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and, uh, you know, we typically like people who have something interesting to say or, you know, or come with an interesting <laughs> background, you know, because <laughs> it, it, it generally makes you more uh, fun to either run or, or to drink beer with afterwards. You Char- know? Characters welcome, huh? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so while we're talking about things in common, I think I think there are a few people that we do know in common. Um, I will call out our our friend Sarah, our mutual friend Sarah. Yeah, yeah. Um, we know her. She happens to run with the Borough Runners, so yeah. you know that's that's her beer drinking running group. Um, so we we got that, and uh, but then you know um, Chris Patterson as well, right? Yeah, you run with Chris here and there. Yep. Uh, um, there's a group of roadkill people that you know that get together every Wednesday. Uh, usually at about five forty-five in the morning, and uh, Chris is not a roadkill member, but you know he likes to tag along, and he lives in the area. So, um, mm-hmm. yep, I, I have I do run with Chris uh, a decent amount. Yeah, um, and uh, when you said you transition into longer distances and like racing is natural for you, that's that's sort of what I think of is Chris is that kind of kind of person, right? He yeah. went from like instantly I don't run to I race, you yeah. know. So. Yeah. It, it you know I was like oh yeah the fast the fast racers normally find each other whether it's because you're at the yeah. front at the beginning or you're at the front at the end yeah but now yeah. he's turned into the the human metronome you know and put his put his marathon racing days maybe on hold a little bit with that work life balance it seems thing. like he's pacing a marathon though every uh, every, every weekend yeah <laughs> that's that's how he gets his training miles in you know. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, it'll be fun to talk with Sarah on the podcast, um, someday soon. Um, once, once she hears this, she'll realize that she needs to talk about her group. Yeah. And she absolutely does. Yeah. So, all right. Um, you talked about that, uh, work life balance thing. Yeah. Um, but you're still running really fast, right? Yeah. And what would you say? Like you're, you, you say you're getting like maybe 30, 40, 80 miles a week? What are you running per week these days? These days I average anywhere from 30 to 50. It really depends. I was actually just looking at this today because I, you know, like you can go on, you got a Garmin and you can go on and kind of do some reports. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you're in the uh, you're in the podcast Strava group. Yes, yeah. You're usually right in the middle of the group um, uh, with your mileage most of the time. Yeah, yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, so I, I do, it changes by time of year. Uh, mm-hmm. I noticed actually this time this time of year is when I start to run a little bit more. I was like, you know, it's like okay. from December to uh, on into like June when it starts to get really hot, and then you know when it gets hot, I I, I still am running consistently, but the mileage drops a little bit for some reason, uh, and then and then it kind of starts to pick up again a little bit in the fall. There's like a kind of a July August <laughs> September. I just 
you know, I don't yeah. like being hot. Yeah, yuck. <laughs> um, and so you, you do run outside throughout the winter as well, right? Yeah, so, yeah. So you do, um, do you do roads in the winter? Generally roads, but I also snowshoe. Okay. So I, I started doing that in college. Um, uh, just I knew a couple people who did it, and um, I bought a pair of running snowshoes and mm-hmm. and decided you know i got my coach in college to actually buy into it i remember the year that i did it it was it snowed all winter and i was on those things like three days a week nice and i actually improved that season Mm -hmm. uh you know so yeah snowshoeing is some serious cardio it is it is have you ever run any of the goose snowshoe races i've actually never done a snowshoe race never i've I've only trained on them you want yeah. you want to you want some real live red line <laughs> like that's real live red that's line it. races yeah, yeah you should uh and there's there's uh one that comes out to the west side they got cast a shadow out there in February yeah um yeah. the the one down at Harriet Harriet Hollister Park usually right after New Year's is a very good one too frozen assets yeah yeah so yeah I mean snowshoe racing might be the might be the new thing for you it could you know? be and it's less impact i mean it you do mm-hmm. you know you get a little less a little more cushion with the snow it's not it's not as uh unforgiving as asphalt you know mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah well i had yeah. i had one race at frozen assets where i i mean i i went out running and just could not i just full-on red line like a mile and a half into the race but then you're walking and you're walking in snow in snowshoes so you're not really reducing your output so much so i was like well this is the same effort as running (laughs) it really is might as well keep going you know so yeah it's uh it's snowshoe racing is crazy gonna have to try some more of that this year yeah 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 so you you run around in the city in the winter and you're you're sort of you're i guess you're one of those uh winter training brings spring prs type of folks yeah yeah, yeah, and I, you know, I pretty much do whatever you have to do to, to make it more palatable, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, it, it does help that uh, you know I work at a place now that I, has a fitness center. Mm-hmm. I can I can go down there and change and go run outside in the middle of the day. I can mm-hmm. actually within the lunch hour I can fit in like six miles mm-hmm. if I change fast enough and shower fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, like, and you had mentioned that you also. I saw you one day unlocking your bike. So you ride your bike to work. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So you ride your bike to work, you go for the run during lunch and then you ride your bike home. Yeah. Yeah. And are you riding your bike in the winter? Uh, less so in the winter. Um, mm-hmm. I do like to bike. I, I do really like it, but as soon as it hits like, you know, like 40, 45, I'm like 40, 45 on a bike is, is like, yeah. uh, it's like running in negative 10 degree. It's, you know, yeah. it's a whole different and you need a whole, it gets more complicated because you need a whole nother set of gear that mm-hmm. I just don't feel like lugging around and finding. And, you know, so yeah. it, it gets more complicated, but yeah, the, the biking to work thing since I started working here at Rochester regional, it's, um, it's only three and a half miles mm-hmm. from my house. So it's, it's literally like a pretty leisurely warm up yeah. easy bike. Yeah. I, I got about 13 miles. So I was like, I can run a marathon a day yeah. to, and, to and from work. <laughs> you know? That's a heck of a run commute. But it seems like that's that's one of the ways that you're balancing things is now riding to work and getting your miles in at lunch. And then after work, you have, you know, life that you can go to. Yeah. Yeah. I come home and I'm done and, you know, I can I can focus my time on on being home and I'm married so I can, you know, focus on on, uh, my marriage and my wife and um, no kids yet. uh, But we do have uh, do have three pets. 
So <laughs> yeah, that's you know, uh, that'll occupy a little time. I guess that's like kind of like a, a tenth of the way to having a kid, but <laughs> they share some responsibilities, I guess. Yeah, I'm glad you keep it realistic. You know, it's a tenth of the way. Yeah, a tenth of the way. Yeah. At least you got to be home consistently and feed a living being. You know, <laughs> I would say though you can't. You know, my dog stays in the crate when I'm not at home because I, I can't trust her. But I, you know, you obviously you can't put a kid in a crate. So <laughs> there's rules. Yeah, there, there's plenty of rules. There so. are rules on that kind of stuff. Yeah. So all right. So where where from here? Obviously, you got yeah. the the 2019 corporate challenge on your mind. But yeah. do you run other? Do you run other stuff? Are you are you like 10k guy? Are you half marathon kind of guy? I've been I've been really getting into the half marathons. Um, and uh, I've done I've done a bunch uh, since since kind of college in the last you know eight or nine years, and um, you know so I I feel like that I have some untapped potential in there. And, and when I look at kind of my lifetime best times, I'm, I'm approaching thirty. So at, at the age where maybe uh, I'm going to start tapering off soon and getting a little slower. Who knows? Maybe you know maybe. Um, but you know, I'm looking at my lifetime PRs and I kind of, I look at everything from like 5k down and I'm like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not going to happen. Uh, and then from there I'm like, well, I could still get, I have, I have some chances at some, you know, bettering some lifetime times, yeah. uh, above that. Uh, and the half marathon is, is one where I've been like trying to consistently get that lower and faster because right. I feel like I still can. Yeah. That's why I run yeah. ultras now because I'm 40. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> the distance just goes up, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what is your what's your half PR then? Uh, hour 16. Okay. Hour so 16. hour 16. And yeah. do you have a goal for it at this point, or you just you think an hour 15? <laughs> uh, yeah. Any any lower than that, I'd be happy with. Yeah. Uh, and I actually have been running year after year. I've been pretty much. I don't think I've missed many years of it, but I, I've been doing the Flower City half mm -hmm. marathon. Uh, and my mindset is if I, if I keep doing the same ones, I'll get better at running those particular mm -hmm. courses. <laughs> and it's not necessarily the fastest or the slowest course. Um, and I could go to ones that are faster, mm -hmm. but it's like different time of year, different situation. I'd, I'd have some other variables that I have to adapt to. Yeah. So I'm like, I, you know what? I, maybe I'll just, I'll be better off. If I just keep running the same race and I know it like the back of my hand. I know yeah, every there's, turn. There's some hills. Hill. I mean, you know. Flower City is pretty. It's, it's yeah. a great race, but there's yeah. some climbs in that, in that race. There are, there are, there's, there's one going up, uh, you go up Goodman leading mm -hmm. up to, uh, Highland Park that you make like a right into Highland Park. Yep. Uh, and that one, that mile, uh, I always know is going to be slow. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, I, now that I've done this race, so for so many consecutive years, I'm like, well, this one's a write off. You know, <laughs> I already expected this mile is going to be slow. I don't have to worry. You right. Know? Yeah. So yeah. the, um, when was the last time you got close to that PR? Uh, the last time where I actually hit it and got my PR was this past spring. Okay. So I ran, I ran one sixteen fifteen. All right. There. Um, so, and that race was, I think I placed fifth. I think I was fifth in the in the race overall. So there's good competition there. There's people mm -hmm. to run with, even though it gets spread out at a point. Um, but you know, it's, I I couldn't have run that race probably better. I don't think. I you know, it was like I, the only way I could have run it better if I was a little more fit. You mm -hmm. know, that that'd be the only the only right. way. To, I think technically I ran it the way you wanted to. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't have anything left at the end. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I pushed it at the right spots and then 
you know, took certain hills with a grain of salt and realized that, you know, those are going to be slower, you know. What about, what about something like um, Johnny's? Johnny's is a nice, predictable race, right? You're yeah. going straight yeah. out and back. You know, there's one, you're going over the Ford Street Bridge once, coming back, that's what you got. Yeah, yeah. I it's love, like I a love that drag race. strip. Yeah. You know? Have you done it? I've done it, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I broke 40 minutes, so that's nice. my <laughs> that's my thing. <laughs> I, I love that race. It, it, it's like the, it's the first race of like the, of the season really i mean there's the winter races but people view mm-hmm. it as the first race you know mm-hmm. and uh I, I do always love like the environment surrounding mm-hmm. that and people get so excited for it um and there's so many people that do come to it mm-hmm. um and uh although i, I don't know are we calling it johnny's now because johnny's closed i think i think rochester running company will probably still call it johnny's yeah still call it johnny's i, I think they so, took it but, over yeah but I, and they want to keep it alive. I don't, I don't know what the long term, but I think they're going to. Yeah, yeah. I think they should retain the name. That would be cool. If uh, maybe yeah. if Johnny will let him, you yeah. know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how that all works out. You know, can't. Well, John, John's name is John, so yeah. Maybe he'll just yeah. take the H out of it, and it'll be J O N. It'll be Jonathan's five miler. Yeah, you know, <laughs> he could. He could. He could. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Johnny's J O N Y. S. <laughs> Do you know him well? John uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a pretty good guy. Um, and it's funny because he talks about the same thing you did where he grew up in Rochester. He's never left, never wanted to leave. Yeah. This is where he runs, yeah. you know, and he, they got that whole thing going now this uh, this winter. Run, run every city or every street in the city. Yeah. And they're collecting yeah. everybody's maps and they're doing the whole thing. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely vested in the city. And uh, I think that was a big deal for him to make sure that Johnny's kept going. Yeah. So. Yeah. After the bar closed. Yeah. yeah. Well, and, and then they didn't want to do the race either. So, yeah. you know, at least the race gets to keep going. And he took over the run like hell, too. That was the other. Yeah. That's in my neighborhood, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It goes right through my neighborhood. Uh, I've done that a couple of years. Yeah. That's so, a great race. you know, there's, there's a lot of these little small road races that, um, just kind of are, are mainstays of the city, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That you want to have them keep around, mm-hmm. you know, and they're still, they're the simple road races that, that I think are starting to dwindle. Mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, like it or hate it. There's, there's kind of this added complication now to races. It's, it's, I think to get people to do it, it's uh you have to add all these bells and whistles uh, i think the days mm. of like hey we're just going to show up we don't need a shirt you know we don't you know <laughs> we don't need we don't need paint uh or bubbles or you know whatever they throw <laughs> in the, you, know, <laughs> you know or zombies or you know like we we're just going to show up we're going to we're going to run we're going to we're going to you know five bucks you know yeah. there's there's not a lot of those left now and it's uh it's good and bad i think it's getting more people active and more people kind of into it but um it also i think is i i don't know maybe it's a get off my lawn type of thing but i i just i kind of <laughs> like the old school you know we're gonna keep this simple we're gonna show up we're gonna run and, and we're gonna run as hard as we can yeah and it's yeah. about the running right yeah, yeah. And it's all about the running yeah, yeah. but but if, it, if the net result is we get more people into it i think that's cool uh, yeah, yeah, I, I think that's fine. But yeah, I, <laughs> as long as you don't have to wade through them to get to the front of the, the front of the race, right? That's right. That's right. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah. 
That's cool. Have you done, um, have you, do you have a favorite out of all these races we're talking about? I mean, it's hard. It's like children, but. <laughs> that is really, that is really hard. Um, I would say, oh man, I would say, I would say favorite half marathon is Flower City. I'm going to break it down by distance. Oh, all right. Yeah. Favorite 10K is, is the Lilac 10K. There's not as many 10Ks. This it's really it's really hard to find a 10K, right? Like, yeah. There's there's very few. I don't know why. There's a 10K um snowshoe race now. I believe Goose I don't want to talk out of turn here real quick, yeah. you know, cuz yeah. I believe um do, 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 going on, going on the internet to do some research. Got to make sure I get my stuff right. <laughs> Um, yeah, Nordic Fest, 10K. I knew it was a 10K. Where's that? Um, it's down at the Coming Nature Center. Okay. So right. snowshoe 10K. I might have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see, favorite 5K. There's so many. This this one gets harder, and I I think this race is probably. I don't think it's carrying on anymore. I, I think this year is the last year for it. But the the Virgin 5K, I did that a ton. That was probably the most competitive. And that's not going to be around anymore. No, Eric Boyce, the director of it, he he's living further away, he's further down south in the Dansville area, and 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 uh, I think it got be, to be too much to organize a race and being further away. And mm. uh, I think he was trying to find someone else to take it over, but it was indeterminate. Last I knew, whether yeah, that and that was a that was a memorial race, right? That's the Jenny yeah. Jenny Kuzma. Yep. Yep. Oh, that'd be a bummer. It would be. It would be. That was. It was weird. That was one of the races where you didn't have a huge number of people there. Mm-hmm. It was like three hundred, but but if you added the average, if you did the average time of those three hundred people, it was definitely the most competitive. <laughs> <laughs> if you compare the average, you know, uh, so it was. It was one of those races. He he kept it pretty simple, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, that was definitely up there. And then um, I would say alongside of that or maybe even ahead of it uh it would be the medved uh 5k uh als race mm-hmm, the um, father's day run yeah. yeah i my aunt passed away from als so uh that one uh definitely holds a, a special place in my heart uh so i i like to run that one uh a lot yeah i like that race yeah. as well yeah. um yeah. yeah we got we got a lot of good stuff floating around this city don't we we do we do it's pretty cool yeah so what's your big plan for the summer? What if you if you were to name a goal for the summer, is it it's get into the uh corporate challenge championships? Yeah, yeah, that's that I that to me is like the ultimate goal. And then I want to better my half marathon time at Flower City. Okay. Um and uh from there in the summer I don't race a ton. Okay. There's there's less races don't like available. Being hot. I don't like being hot. There's there's less races yeah. available. Um you know so I, I typically July and August don't race a lot, um, and then kick back up again in cross country, you know. And and uh, I love cross country, so the whole Glavin series I'll do again, and yeah, and, yeah, and and try and better myself at, you know. So that's that's pretty much my roadmap for the year, you know. All right. Yeah. And and I, I so um, this year is uh, actually the twentieth annual. Um, Medved ALS run. So, Is it really? Yeah, that's. Uh, I didn't realize it was 20 years old either, but that there you go. That is crazy. Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I have to ask, uh, trail races, what's the deal? Uh, you know, I've never 
to be honest, I um, I guess I'm kind of ignorant to him because I don't know I don't know a whole lot about them. That's nope. you were well, saying. I just, the racing I just spent and... an hour talking about road <laughs> races. So. Yeah, it's 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 a whole whole another world to me, whole foreign world to me. Yeah, um, cross country is getting mm-hmm. there. It's, it's getting there. Yeah, yeah, it's getting there, um, but not quite there. You know, there's a whole and the the distances vary so much. Ish. You know? We run on yeah. ish in the trail world. Yeah. <laughs> Five ish. Don't complain if you get more. I've got a friend of mine, one of my really good friends. Uh, we grew up together and stuff like that. And he, he got into running and, and he's he got into marathons. And I've been kind of giving him advice and stuff like that as he went. And then uh, just recently he was, he's like, you know, I'm getting kind of bored with running on the road. So he goes, I think I'm going to sign up for a trail race. And he goes, what do you know about it? I'm like, I I, I know nothing. Can't help you. <laughs> like, tell, you know. tell me you can listen to a little podcast. Yeah, I was like, can, I don't know what to do for you. He you can know. get about 106 hours of free advice. On yeah. The... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to need it because I'm like, I, I, I don't know how to help you. You know, he's, yeah. so he signed up. I, the name of the race escapes me, but it's a 20-mile trail race. <laughs> so he really went. 20-miler? Yeah. he. It's an odd distance, and he went. Uh, he never does anything, you know halfway is <laughs> is that around here in rochester syracuse area I okay i i got i, I got if it's like green lakes i don't blank, know i'm blanking on the name hmm. of it hmm. 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 um all right well you know maybe he can report back yeah yeah <laughs> I, i'm gonna be really interested to see how it goes uh he was another one who actually um he was a shot putter uh, in, in college, he's actually, he's actually a SUNYAC champion, uh, in the shot put. Uh, and then after college, he became a physical therapist and he's like, ah, you know, I don't want to lift weights and be huge anymore. And, uh, you know, I just kind of want to, mm-hmm. uh, I just want to be generally in shape. So he was like, I, I guess I'll try this, you know? Yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, I don't know. I think we covered a pretty good spectrum of stuff here. Yeah. Did we miss anything? Yeah. Um, I don't think so. You know, unless <laughs> unless you wanted to talk about like my glory days, but I, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought we did. You know, you know, want a free trip to Frankfurt and San Francisco? Yeah, that's like that's. I like, guess we skipped over like high school, huh? College, yeah. Mm. You, know? you didn't, man. Sorry. Yeah, but well, that's okay. That's <laughs> I just okay. breezed over. <laughs> Cut to present day. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's it's uh, interesting. Um, what we can do is we can just leave leave people wanting more. Yeah. And then when you when you go to the championships and when I tag along as the fourth person on the on the team, yeah. then we can come <laughs> back and tell everybody about this, you know. Yeah. I'm down. My for high that. school cross country, I was always sixth. I was always the sixth fan. Always the sixth runner. I couldn't yeah. I c- it just couldn't do it. Uh we had some really fast people. We had a guy who went to Marquette on a full scholarship and a guy that went to Union and so yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was just, yeah. you know, and I wasn't really, I don't know, you know, fast. <laughs> <laughs> but the, uh, you're fast in a different regard, though, on the trails. It's a whole other. Yeah, I guess it is. But fast. I mean, it's it, it's really, you know, I think, as we always say, everybody gets out of running what they want. And I like to think that some days yeah. I'm ready to run fast and other days I'm just running. You know, yeah, I totally identify with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So someday we'll, you'll, you'll slum and do some eights with me. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm, it, for me, it, I, it ebbs and flows. Uh, some days I'm like that, you know, yeah. and other days I want to go out and hammer, you know, yeah. it, it just, it just depends. You know, there are days where I go out and run eight thirty pace, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That's tough. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Thanks for having me. Yep. See ya. <laughs> Well, there you have it, folks. Um, if you want a compendium of <laughs> races to run in Rochester, you're gonna you're gonna get them off the show notes of this one because that's all all we talked about is all the really fast, cool road races in Rochester. So, be sure to check out the episode show notes for all those things. Um, you can see some of Mark's times. You can see his uh, Strava profile. You can find Roadkill. You can go see. Uh, any number of the races we discussed, they'll all be out there. Um, that's at runninginsideoutpodcast.com slash 073. Uh, you can also find links to the Strava Run Group and the Patreon page. Thank you to all this month's Patreon supporters. Um, there are certainly lots of worthwhile endeavors and places to put your hard-earned dollars, especially this time of year. And I uh, just want you to know that the... Uh, continued support i truly appreciate it and it does uh keep the lights on here at uh, rio headquarters so thank you if you look forward to this podcast each week and it inspires educates or at least entertains you regularly um consider becoming a supporter you can find that at the bottom of the show notes as well um if you want to chat about this episode with other listeners or simply share your stories um consider the running inside out slack where we talk about all manner of things it's basically your basic old school chat room it's like social media before we had the media part of it so it's much better that way um if that sounds like your kind of place email me at chris at running inside out podcast.com with the subject slack invite keep in mind the number one way you can always support the show is to tell a friend you know tell mark's friends tell mark's trail running friend about it <laughs> he needs the help apparently mark's not doing it um and help them subscribe you'd be surprised how many people don't know how to subscribe to a podcast take their phone physically subscribe them push the buttons and uh let them let them walk away with a brand new podcast to listen to one last thing, I'm always interested in your comments and feedback, so please drop me a line at the aforementioned chris at runninginsideoutpodcast.com and let me know your thoughts. Thank you all for listening, subscribing, telling your friends. Thanks for sharing your stories and getting out there to create more stories. Until next episode, be thankful for what you've been given, be proud of what you've achieved, and let go of what you've lost. See you out there. You really need to make sure your balance is good. Yeah. You know, you need really good balance. And he's a physical therapist, so he he knows more about how to improve his balance than I would ever know. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, and you know that, so yeah, <laughs> so just do what you would do. You know, consider yourself helped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, like that's. I mean, I could, I'm like, I could help you with like, you know, progression and mileage and stuff, and maybe some workouts. But I, you know, I, I still, it's a. A 20-mile trail race is different than what my experience yeah. is. You can just yeah. help them by taking them out on the trails. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's that's yeah. that's the way I do it. I can't, yeah. tell, I can't teach people race strategy, but I can say these are some really cool trails to go run, yeah. you know. So. Yeah.